Thank you. Welcome to our football show for the week. The Oscars getting ready to entertain the Purdue Boilermakers on Saturday, right back at a 2.30 kickoff at Memorial Stadium. The head coach with us for the full hour. If you want to get something off to him, you can text it our way at 402-413-2400. Congratulations. Four out of five. And that was a you had to dig deep on Saturday, but you got her done. Yeah, proud of the guys. Happy for them that they've had some success. You know, um, uh, learned a lot, I think, from the adversity to start the season and uh, uh, um, were able to play well enough to win on Saturday. So that, that's what we're looking for. We're looking for the guys just to grind it out, battle it out. And um, to me, that's how you learn how to win. You unveiled a secret weapon in the sack man, James Williams. That was a cool story on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, uh, it's uh, it, it, that first year is always fun, you know, as you're, as you're kind of looking at the roster and seeing who can do what and you have guys like Tommy Hill plays receiver one week, DB the next. You have guys like James Williams coming off the scout team to play. But uh, I think it really speaks to the way our guys practice. You know, they practice um, competitively. They practice against each other. And it allows them then to, uh, when it's their time to play, and to go play with confidence. When did you, when did he get on your radar? He came here pretty close to the start of camp, didn't he? I mean, he wasn't here in the spring. Yeah, we, we, did, um, we did a postgraduate camp. It was really for guys that were looking to walk on. It was for guys that were in the portal. Um, James, Luke Longville, who's on our team, both came to that camp, you know, both uh, junior college players. And um, we looked at James right away and said, hey, a year from now we'll be, you know, dying to have uh, him be a part of the team. Uh, let's, let's get him here now. Um, he's been here. He's, he's done a great job adjusting uh, to, the, you know, the way we do things and uh, has all the talent that, that you need to be successful. Eight sacks, 13 tackles for a loss. Just a, a lot of ways a dominant performance for your defense. And now you've played Illinois Northwestern, and you've given up one touchdown. There's a lot of good things happening on that side of the ball, isn't there? Yeah, those guys fly around. Um, yeah, there's a lot of veteran players who've played a lot of football, and I, I have to give them a lot of credit. They've adjusted to uh, a new way of doing things. You know, They've adjusted to Tony's scheme. They've adjusted to new coaching, new practice styles. And um, that leadership has, has, has really, I think, brought, got us over the hump. And so... When you have veterans like Quentin Newsom in the secondary, Isaac Gifford in the secondary, when you have uh, veterans like Luke Reimer, Nick Heinrich, you know, when you have veterans like Ty Robinson, Jamari Butler, who's a younger player but has played, um, they're, they're really able, I think, to, to lead the way for the, for the other guys to come through. You hadn't had Luke for a couple games, so he made his return. How did he, how did he do? Uh, Luke played well. I mean, Luke's, Luke's, Luke's a sideline to sideline guy. Yeah, they had a couple times where they, they had the numbers. You know, they, they ran a quarterback um, – quarterback keep they ran a speed sweep and uh omar brown luke reimer those guys were running sideline to sideline you know we have a fast defense and that um that shows up on those kind of plays yeah and i know you raved after the game about the play gifford and and tony white did today at the press conference hit the play early in the third quarter where they have a screen pretty well set up it was he if he doesn't make a play that might go 20 25 yards down the field yeah, you know, football, uh, there's a lot of mistakes made in football. And you try to make up on defense with, for mistakes with aggression and with effort. And a mistake was made by a teammate not playing the back. They had two blockers out there. And uh, Giff, you know, Gift, gifted just enough just to turn it back to the other guys. But that wasn't enough for him. He had to go ahead and make the tackle, too. And had he not done that, that play would have been out. And uh, th- those are the kind of plays that allow you to win a game, uh, one score game like that. Are they throwing some screens at you because of the great pressure you were getting on the quarterback in the first half? Yeah, you know, we're, we're basically a, a man-to-man team. So when you're a man-to-man team, you're going to see screens. We're a pressure team. When you bring a lot of blitzes, you're going to see screens. Um, we've, we work hard at them each week because that, that is what we know we're going to see. And uh, that was a really well-dialed up one. That was um, really in, in pretty much the same defense. You know, the Atlanta Falcons hit us on that two years ago for a big play. You know, I'm, I'm sure in the bye week they went back and studied a lot of different things 
Um, you know, maybe that's why they got to that. Maybe that's not why they got to that. But uh, again, Giff uh, Isaac made an amazing play. Sure did. All right, everybody felt so good about Saturday, and and I know the team did as well. And then then you kind of get some tough news with some injuries. This is a couple times this year you've been coming off wins, and you show up at Monday and kind of ruin everybody's week a little bit. That's that's some hard news. But now next man up mentality has to be there, doesn't it? Yeah, you know the news is twofold, right? There there's there's the personal component. When you've seen everything that um, Ethan Piper, Turner Corcoran, when you see the, the sacrifices they've made for their team, when you see the way that Billy Kemp works, uh, th- th- those are that, that's one component, the, the personal, emotional part. From a football perspective, you know, uh, guys, we have to go play, and we have to play to a certain standard. You know, um, you know they, they got hurt in early, early in that game, and, and Justin Evans Jenkins, Henry Lutowski, those guys stepped up. We have, we have players who can go win. We have players who've played here. They've started here. Um, but, you know, on an emotional level, that was really hard because, uh, you know, I, I care a great deal. To, just to tell you, and I, just to give you an idea of who, like, Nuri is and who Ethan Piper is, uh, we have family dinner every Monday night. And my, my family, uh, my girls were playing volleyball, so they got here late. So about 5.30, I walked into the area where all the guys were eating. And Ethan Piper was sitting there in a wheelchair with his hand in a cast, his leg up with his mom, a wonderful, 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 wonderful woman. A Nuri's on the other side. A Nuri literally had surgery that morning. And he, he's, he's, he's dependable enough to show up to mandatory dinner, which probably wouldn't have been mandatory for him. But as I'm talking to Ethan, he's like, you know, yeah, you know, this really stinks, but it's probably a really good thing for the team because now Justin's getting some reps and can really develop. I mean, wow. to think that anybody could think like that. And, and, you know, when you get hurt, you know, I'm watching Ramirez, I'm watching Dwight, you know, you Boodle, some of the other guys, you, you have these highs and lows afterwards. They'll go through all those, but the good news is they don't have to go through them to get, uh, alone. We're here for them. First text question for you, Coach. With all the injuries that have happened, does it change anything as far as how uh, you practice or how the offense will get called? Um, you know, I think, uh, I think most of the things that really affect what we want to do on offense, you know, some of those injuries that running back and at receiver happened pretty early on. Um, you know, we certainly had to simplify on Saturday just because, you know, Jaden hadn't gotten the reps that Billy Kemp has had. And um, so there's some things that, you know, kind of came out the window. Some of the big personnel groupings came out the window. As we get into this week, you know, uh, the coaches, you know, regroup. They look and say, hey, who do we have? Who could do what? And you put together a plan with the guys we have here. In terms of practice, you know, when you get to this time of year, you do begin to taper off. You do begin to uh, be careful. But, you know, Coach Osborne came to practice, and even as he said to me, you know, you can't worry about injuries. You have to play the games. And, um if we don't practice well, we won't play well. If we don't play well, we won't win. And um, so we're going to continue to practice. We'll, we'll, we'll be smart when we can. But this is a physical, violent game. And what's unique is most of our injuries have happened in games. They haven't happened in practice. And uh, so practice to me is, is, uh, is, is it's what, what's allowing us to win for the last five. We've seen quite a bit of Henry. He's been rotating in throughout the season. Justin we've not seen as much, but he must be really versatile if he can bounce from center to guard. Yeah, Justin has served as the uh, extra tight end. Um, we've been in our big people. Yep. Justin's been the, the, the middle shield on the punt team. He's a really, really strong, explosive man. Um, he was, he was uh, you know, um, a guy that, you know, we, we knew could always go in at center. Uh, but, but, you know, goes in at guard through the bye week because Pipe had a sprained ankle. So got a lot of reps in the bye week at guard. And that, you know, that, it was fortuitous because uh, when he went in, he was ready to play, had gotten those reps and had gotten those snaps. East Coast guy, too, right? Jersey, Irvington. Yeah. yeah. Irvington, New Jersey, yeah. Coach Smoke, he and, he and Mackay, uh, great place, great people. 
John in Omaha wants to know, Coach, I'm curious how the new locker room is coming along and getting adjusted to the new offices and facilities. Well, you're not in the offices yet, are you? Yeah, no, no. We're still uh, the coaching staff, all of the meetings, the weight room, our coaches' offices are still the same ones that have been used prior. But the players are using the locker room. Uh, the players are using the recovery area. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Um, you know, from massage chairs to sleep pods to float tanks to dry float tanks to infrared beds to um, uh, resistance hydro pools, it's state-of-the-art. And our guys utilize it. Well, a lot of places you build something like this and the, and the players don't really want to utilize it. Uh, this, this Husker team, they, they, they use those things and they recover. And um, we have a good culture set up. So it's a first-class building. Very grateful for the Go Big project. I uh, can't wait to move in. Isn't it amazing how far – We've come with medical attention to players from your playing days to now. Can you even conceive the difference from your days to? I mean, that yeah. wasn't. You're not that old. That wasn't uh, that long ago. Well, first of all, thank you for saying I'm not that old. <laughs> uh, you, you know, I, I remember a day where you came to practice and you had your your pants on. You know, you had your, so- your cleats on. You had ten minutes to get out the field to practice. There was no such word as activation. You know, back when I was playing, you stretched. You know, now we do like dynamic warm ups. Um, you know, the, the, the idea of recovery maybe was to get in the ice, you know, yeah. maybe get some sleep. But, um, you know, and I think, but I think it's great. At the same time, the old things are the good things. You know, uh, uh, hydration, eating right, sleep is the number one thing to prevent injury. So um, we try to teach them a balance of all of them. You know, Mitch Cholowinski, uh, Chris Peduzzi, who is, who's our you know, athletic trainer, Mitch, who handles all of our sports science, Corey Campbell, Kristen Coggins, they all do beyond, <laughs> beyond an elite job. And, uh, it uh, gives our guys a chance to really learn how to be a pro. You were coming off the bye week. Did you notice, for lack of a better term, any rust? Was that any of the issues at Saturday, maybe on the even on the offensive side, or was that just more lack of execution? Yeah, I think I think the beginning of the game on offense was so bad that to make an excuse for it would, you know, I, I think my, my my lips would hurt. Um, yeah. It was it was, um, I mean, literally it was it was it was four of the six plays. And after that, you, they went down, they scored a touchdown, they scored a field goal. So there's things that we're still unpacking in terms of, like, you know, why? Like, why? It's one thing if you're just no good and can't move it at all, but why, why do you start off with, you know, you know three, three drives in a row that stall out and then all of a sudden get going? Um, and that's, again, that's what year one's all about. It's about figuring out, um, hey, you know, what makes the players tick? How do we win here? And, uh, you know, every week I'm, I'm searching for that sort of that, that – uh, that the Rosetta Stone to really kind of get this thing in the right in the right place. How do you feel about your tight end position through the first seven games? I think we're, we have a versatile group. You know, um, uh, Thomas Fedoni is an absolute weapon. Um, can can control the middle of the field. You go back to the Illinois game; it's third and nine. You know, he wins on an option route. Um, uh, Nate Borkatcher is a guy that you know can can block, can tackle, can play fullback, can line up at the receiver position. Luke Lindemeyer is really a guy that's come along, uh, can block the point, you know, puts his hand in the ground and can really, really block, has good hands. Janeer and Bonner being a player that, you know, is he a wide out? Is he a fullback? Is he a, is he a tight end? He can kind of do it all, all of those things. So uh, each guy brings a special talent to the table that we try to take advantage of. Well, and it's, you know, none of those guys, you've got them all back for a while. I mean, that's a group you're going to have around here for few years yeah I think when we take the field on Saturday you know you, you might have one or two players who won't be back next year um everyone else is an underclassman and um you know that's uh that that to me is what, what will make Nebraska uh, special you know people will talk about you know the transfer portal and go that's not really how we want to do it you know we and, and we hope our guys stay with us we hope they feel invested in we hope that they 
love the way that the, the, the fan base reacts to them. We hope they love the opportunities they have here. Um, but we want to build it with our own guys. And um, um, that, that's a position, as you said, that as you watch them grow over the next couple of years, I think you'll see a bunch of really, really, really special players. Matt Raymond wants to know on the offense – with the injuries, is it is it a is it a confidence issue with the rest of the guys right now, or to to get some consistency with that offense? Yeah, um, um, I, I don't I don't I, I try not to get too like um, too non incremental. To me, it's about you know converting third downs and not turning the ball over. We had not turned the ball over until we got to the fourth quarter of the Illinois game, and um, you know Anthony Grant's a very confident player when he put the ball on the ground. You know. Um, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just a matter of us continuing to practice, us continuing to play, us continuing to get better. Um, but you know, if you do have that many injuries at the receiving core, you're probably going to suffer some sort of uh, step back in your passing game, in your third down, staying on the field. And when you watch us, you know, I think we started that game off great. We were 0 for three on third down, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we were three for three. So you know, we were three for six, and it resulted in two touchdowns or two scores. Then we went back to not so. Um, you know, Garrett, Sat, uh, all those guys are working hard at, you know, finding, hey, what does this group of guys do? I, we know what Billy loved to do. We know what Marcus loved to do. Uh, what does this group of guys love to do? And um, uh, not from what they prefer, but what are they good at? So, you know, I, I think it's, it, it's, a, it's a challenging season. It's kind of like being a high school football coach, man. It's like, hey, who's walking the halls? Uh, let's get them out. Let's get them out for football. And, um, uh, you know, as we continue to recruit, as we continue to develop, We'll always have some injuries as our guys train with Corey and really uh, properly learn how to move. I think we'll 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 be a team that uh, has a lot of depth in the coming years. Husker football proudly brought to you by Channel Channel Seedsman place products to perform across Nebraska. Get expert advice that yields results at Channel.com. Texts keep coming in, keep firing them away, folks. Four zero two four one three twenty four hundred. That is our Woodhouse Auto Family Hotline. Woodhouse is your trusted auto partner. Twenty brands, twenty convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at Woodhouse. Dot com. Back with more with the coach coming up. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres. They are the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. It's our football show for the week. Tomorrow night, our athletic director's show for the month of October. Trev Alberts will be here this hour tomorrow night. Lots to talk with the Husker AD tomorrow night, but the coach with us tonight till the top of the hour. If you want to be a part of it with a text, 402 413 2400 Mike from Iowa coach regarding the turnovers on offense it seems like that's been an issue for our program for a while is it caused by style of play focus or what is it what can be done to decrease these and have you thought about having a sports psychologist on the staff to help with focus um it's a great question uh, you know I've never had uh, a run of turnovers like this at least fumbles you know I think interceptions are probably unfortunately part of the game you don't want them but um, the fumbles and, and uh, the, the gentleman's right that's been p- plaguing the program for about eight, nine years. Um, what I will say is we've had some games where, we, where we've won the turnover battle or been better. Uh, so I think it's controllable. Um, you know, we do have a sports psychologist in Dr. Haskell. I think she does an amazing job. Um, I'm probably a little bit more old school. Uh, you know, sometimes you just have to hold on to the dang ball. <laughs> I think as uh, John Heisman once said, it's better of died as a young child than to put the ball on the ground uh, to fumble the football. And um, I think the thing that we're trying to do as a coaching staff is, is, is have that level of accountability for ourselves as coaches, for the players, the same way we do on defense, um, same way we do on special teams. You know, we want to have one standard 
for the way that we play. You know, quarterbacks, like I said, we come out the first play of the game, guys wide open, balls a little bit behind them. We're gonna, you know, we're, you, you know, no risk it, no biscuit, man. We're gonna we're gonna let the ball rip sometimes, but uh, the other ones have to get corrected. And so it's like many things. We're just kind of a work in progress. You know, we're 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 working hard at a lot of different things, and I think turnovers are, and you know takeaways. And it's a flip side for defense. As good as we're playing on defense, I've never had a game with eight sacks and no sack fumbles. Um, so I, you know, maybe, you know, maybe I have. I don't know, but it, it just seems odd. So just want to continue to work on winning that turnover margin each week. Dale, for your coach, please tell the trainers to remind the guys with leg injuries to heed advice about preventing DVTs. A Texas A&M player died from a blood clot that developed and moved up his into his lung after having knee surgery. Your trainers do an amazing job, I'm sure, keeping in touch with your players. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, everybody that's hurt, everybody that's uh, injured, um, the daily treatment. Uh, you know, we have, we have everything from, you know, we have support groups for the guys, you know, just to keep them integrated, you know, uh, Chris Peduzzi, Dr. Matisson, all of the doctors that we have. Um, we're blessed to have the resources that we have. Another text question for you. How is Jaden Doss and all those young receivers doing? Well, are they all going to contribute this year? Yeah, they're, they're, they're out there. They're, they're, they're going to go. You know, they're going to play. And uh, they, they've, they've paid, they're paying the price. They've been paying the price for a long time, some of them, to be ready to play. And it's great to see Malachi have a moment. Uh, great to see Jalen at the end of, uh, you know, unfortunately the Michigan game wasn't the way we wanted, but make a great catch. Uh, now, now it's just about doing, doing it consistently. And um, they're going to they're gonna have to make those plays for us to win. Um, another question for you, Coach, about the Michigan sign-stealing thing. Uh, is, does Coach think this is a situation that will speed up the process of getting headsets in the helmets of the quarterbacks? That's uh, Dr. J and Carney with that question for you. Yeah, you know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what will happen. You know, I, I think it's obviously something, you know, my experience in the National Football League, I think it would be a good thing. Uh, there's probably health and safety anytime you alter the helmet. Um, there's probably many things in it that I don't know about. So maybe a good question for Trev because I know he's on the, he's on the FOC and he's involved in the Big Ten. But you know, my 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 my, my focus right now has really just, honestly been just on trying to get the freshman receivers ready to play, trying to you know protect the football, trying to play good defense. Uh, but I do think if it could happen, it should happen. Dorothy Lynch, home style, light and lean dressing, endless flavorabilities. Russ wants to know, Coach. I'm curious how you landed Tony White. Were you looking for a certain scheme and landed on that one? Were you interested in Tony, whatever he would bring? It was a great choice, but I'm just curious how it happened and what your history with him is. Yeah, you know, I, I've, I've spoken on it before. You know, Tony was a player at UCLA when I came to be a graduate assistant. Uh, he was done, so he wasn't playing at the time that I got there, but he was still around. So I developed a little bit of a relationship with him, and as we kind of were in coaching, we talked a lot with each other. Always liked his demeanor, always liked his affect, followed him from afar. Um, when I came here, my longtime defensive coordinator, Phil Snow, had pretty much retired. Um, so I was, you know, looking at other options, other people. I wanted someone that was going to play the style of defense that, you know, we want to play. I wanted someone who would be multiple. Um, I wanted someone who, you know, I, I like the three-down stuff. There's a lot of questions early in the season about the 3-3-5 in the Big Ten and all that. So I thought it, it could be an outlier. And uh, having someone that I have a relationship with, but more importantly, that I really like the way that they think, the way they do things, um, I was excited to get him here. I heard the scout team had a heck of a defensive coach today. <laughs> you were doing that, right? Yeah, I, do. I, I try to mix it. I, you know, I, I don't do anything with the offensive scout team, but I, I mix it up a little bit with the defensive scout team now and then. And, uh, um, you know, Vincent Carroll Jackson, you know, young, young player, was 
tell me I'm, I'm just an offensive coach from a head coach. And so I went over there and showed him that I used to be a heck of a D-line coach. <laughs> Not so fast, right? Coach Rural, I've seen a lot about NIL and 1890. How does 1890 help your program? Well, I, you know, I think the reality um, is probably, you know, is, is that NIL is here to stay. And, um, you know, I, I fully, fully, fully embrace that. And we are blessed. <laughs> we are unbelievably blessed to have uh, a collective like 1890 helping us because you, you, can't, you can't sustain winning in college football without great players. And you can't sustain winning in college football now without tremendous NIL support. And, um, you know, really when you think about it, uh, we're, in a, we're in a place nowadays where uh, the best fan base probably wins, you know, where uh, donations, big, small, going through a collective, players using their name, image, and likeness, um, you know, the players are going to want to go somewhere where, you know, they have a chance to be recognized, where they have a chance to advance their career, where they have a chance to uh, do something off the field. And so 1890, uh, to me, what I love is that they, they've been professional. Um, everything's done above board. Uh, everything's done elite communication with the players. The players fulfill all of their uh, obligations. Uh, we're really, really lucky to have that. I mean, the, the, the Pede family, but all the people that donate um, to have a first-class NIL organization like that. And, again, we, we, won't, we, won't, we won't be able to sustain success in college football without NIL support. It's here to stay. Uh, we're, we're, we're blessed to have a, a, a group like that and what they're doing. Kind of along that lines, another text question for you. There's, I know there's a lot of season left, Coach, but um, when do you start evaluating what your needs for next year are as far as transfers and recruiting? Um, re- recruiting is ongoing. I'll leave here at seven and I'll make recruiting calls from seven to seven thirty. You know, recruiting for me is every day. Uh, so that, that's an ongoing, an ongoing, um, uh, pr- process. Well, it's a little bit different now is now, now with the transfer portal, you know, most teams are losing an average of eight to 10, you know, 12 players a year. So while you, while you might think, Hey, we're, we're settled here. All of a sudden you're not as a player moves on to a different place. I think with the way that we run the program and the opportunities that are here, we won't be a place that tons of guys leave from but you know you you do kind of have to go through that period so uh, I, I'm, I'm focused on the season I'm focused on this team focused on each player and their well-being and their future but we do recruit and we recruit non-stop and um, uh, I think we have a good class coming in you have specific people on the staff that that's what they do every day right they look at that portal keep an eye on that and look over your roster management yeah, you know, at the end of the day, like um, um, uh, Vince Ginta, Frank Verducci, Sean Patton as a general manager, Omar Hales, uh, we have an entire team, Keith Williams, Ryan Callahan. We have a great group of guys that manages sort of like the personnel department, uh, evaluations, um, gets to the coaches, the coaches work on it. So it, it's every single person um, in the organization is here to help us recruit. And uh, uh, recruiting is, you know, a couple different pieces to it. It's obviously it's evaluation. We have to bring the right players in. We also have to bring the right people in. And, uh, and then it's also making people want to come here, you know, talk, having conversations, having real conversations. So um, it's, uh, it's, it's how we'll build the program. Andy in the chat wants to know if Saturday was your first time to body surf. Yeah, I've never done anything like that. I've never danced in a locker room. I've never, um, I've never, I mean, most times I'm about monotone like this after the game. Like, hey, guy, you know, I'm, I get a little fired up before the game. After the game, I'm like, all right, what's next? But you know what? Um, I just kind of felt, you know, like, again, even that you think about the questions, you know, kind of sometimes when you win, everything's about what's wrong. And that's part of my job on Sundays to come in and say, hey, what's wrong? But, you know, I said in a press conference, I'm so grateful for these players 
Um, you know, they, they matched their win total from last year on that game. You know, with all the adversity, with all the opportunities to make excuses, with tough losses, with all the different things, they just show up every day. And they just work. And they prepare the way we ask them to prepare. Um, they went to a bye week, and they, the bye week was like preseason for them. And they grinded through then. So, you know, something just told me, like, hey, Matt, don't be a jerk. You know, like, don't go up there and do your typical, like, hey, good win, but, you know. Um, they, they went out there and they battled. And, you know, I saw I saw the look on the guys' faces who didn't play, how happy they were for their teammates. So I couldn't help it. Mondo got up there. They started trying to shake me. And I was like, you know what, just be, be, be fun, Coach. Be, as my wife would say, be fun, Maddie, for once. So I tried to be fun, Maddie, for about five minutes. And then, uh, and then I said, put me down because I didn't trust those guys. Might be a start of a new tradition. <laughs> I don't think that's no. I'm retiring from uh, I'm retiring from surfing. All right, time for for us to name our our alumni hall alumni Husker football alumni, and it's a former Omaha product who carried the football at a big rate for the Cornhuskers. Huskers start from their twenty. Lance Brown wide to the left, along with Jeff Lake. The backfield is in the eye with Makovica and Amon Green. Here's a handoff to Amon Green across the 20, breaks a tackle, 25, 30. He could go, he's to the 40, he's to the 50, far sideline, 40. And finally is wrestled down at the 33-yard line of Tennessee by right cornerback Terry Fair. Amon Green, who went on to have a terrific career in the National Football League with the Green Bay Packers, now back in this area and doing a lot of gaming stuff. He probably comes by the office every now and then. Yeah, I know Amon's uh, teaching here on campus, runs the... Um I don't want to say it, runs the um, uh, esports team. Yeah, e-sports. thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, he's been to practice. Great guy, to, great guy to get to know and talk to. And um, I think it's really awesome that he's providing those opportunities for young people to compete. He is our alumni hall, Husker football alumni. Alumni hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop their two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni hall where Huskers. Shop. Some more texts coming in. Keep them coming. 402-413-2400. More with the coach coming up. Get more for what you grow with CBA for a limited time. Be entered to win a $10,000 bonus when you contract a minimum of 50,000 bushels of value-added grain at cbacoop.com. Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. We're back with our football show. The head coach with us for a few more minutes tonight. Dave in our chat room wants to get an update on Eric Fields. How's that linebacker doing for you? I guess he's a linebacker. He maybe can play a little. All of yeah, the it's been yeah, it's been a while since Eric's been on the field. You know, had a, just had like a had like a stress reaction in the bone in his leg, and so um, those are the type of things you know you want to be smart with. Um, so uh, it's been a couple weeks. They said, hey, he'll be back maybe this week, maybe this week. But Eric's coming along. I'm happy with Eric. He's he's uh, he's it's a transition sometimes from you know high school to college and then you get injured and there's a lot to deal with and you know study hall and training room and 6 a.m being you know and um he's getting all that adjusted when he gets it all figured out he's going to be a heck of a football player it's really fast dynamic explosive just needs to get on the field you only had a couple of weeks to put together that class but it looks like your hit rate pretty high with that freshman group you're you're pleased overall with that that class aren't you yeah i'm very pleased with them and um I think a lot of them just have to just sometimes uh, when we're a freshman, we're so concerned with like how much we're playing as a freshman. Sometimes we're so, sometimes we're so concerned with, you know, where we are, where we fit in, what's going to happen down the line. And, uh, you know, when I have a chance to talk to parents or the high school coach or the player, I always say, you know, I'm, let's just worry about where you are in two or three years. Sometimes you can, you can be playing a lot as a freshman and have that be the highlight of your career. 
And sometimes, you know, you kind of sit there and you pay your, pay your dues and it ends up being the best thing for you. I think we have a freshman class, some of whom are playing, but many of whom are going to make a real impact in, in, in the next two to three years. Coach, uh, Jim in Columbus, is Coach, now that I think about the way you've been rotating players, that has to really help you out now with the injury situation that you're having on the team. Yeah, you know, you um, and we especially have rotated on defense, and we've had less injuries on defense. We've rotated less on offense just because, you know, we were tilted more with defensive players. The roster was a little bit unbalanced to start the year, uh, coming in in year one. But, you know, I think you rotate players for two reasons. You rotate them to keep the guys fresh so that they don't get injured. And then you rotate players so that when they, when they do get banged up, they have a chance to, you know, uh, be healthy. You look at our defense right now, uh, we have a lot of guys who play. We have some, we have some young players. You mentioned James Williams. Um, Sua has played some. You have some young players who are playing in those, that four-game window. You have Marquise Buford uh, that, you know, we hope will be back here and maybe play the last four games of the year. We have Deshaun Singleton that we're hoping will come back and be able to play down the stretch. So uh, we don't have the same luxury on offense right now, obviously. But um, – but uh, I think the way we rotated on defense is really paying off. Question for you, Coach. How do you deal with the sun and the shadows for these 2.30 kickoffs? And there is. We may have clouds Saturday, but you've had some bright, sunny days. Yeah, it's been a challenge. It's been a challenge. You know, for me personally, you know, I, as I said before, I, I got the shingles in 2020 and affected my eye. And so, I, you know, I don't have very good vision in my left eye. Light really bothers it. Uh, so usually I wear a hat and sunglasses, you know, just to be able to kind of get through. But um, I went out there on Saturday. I, I wanted it like, I wanted to be able to see every like, and I can see obviously with sunglasses. But I wanted the players to see me. I wanted to see them. I wanted to very much be in the moment, and I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I think the biggest thing is the returns, the returners. Um, you know, for that first quarter, if you're on the on the on the north end facing south, the sun is right in your eyes. So we do our best to try to make the other team be there, but um, you know, it, it didn't really affect the game last game. Seen a lot of drop kicks. People looking south in games. Gotcha. Punts. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's not, it's a real thing. Mm. It is. Eight one one. Contact them two days before you dig to protect your underground utilities and yourself. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. I haven't asked you a thing about Purdue. Let's let's talk about your next opponent. Only two and five. They've played a really challenging schedule to this point in time this year. What's what's your thumbnail on this team? Well, uh, a dynamic offense led by Graham Harrell as the offensive coordinator. Um, they found their stride, and they went out and beat, beat Illinois 44-19. I mean, Coach, Coach Walters is in his first year. I'm in my first year. There's a, there's a lot. People, you can't explain it, but there's so many things that you have to just kind of do to, and then see, like, okay, I, this is who this guy is. This is what this team is. I think Coach has done a great job. I mean, explosive against Illinois. Uh, you know, lost 20-14 to 14 to an Iowa team that usually doesn't give up very many points. Um, played, a, played a great Ohio State team and got, you know, got, got, got to the bye, and I'm sure they're going to be healthy. It's difficult to play people after the bye. Um, you know, they, they, they have new things. You come out, you prepare for new things. Defensively, I mean, they are they are all over you. You know, you saw what Coach Walters did at Illinois with his defense there. Man coverage, pressure. You know, with our with our proclivity to, to run the quarterback, they'll 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 pressure us every down probably, or you use the safety. They'll they'll, they'll do all kinds of things to take away the run game. So I think they're they're a really good football team. This, these are these are two even football teams, and it's. It's kind of what I like. It's kind of what I'm trying to get our guys to embrace. Like, it's the team that plays the best. It's not. It's nothing else. It's nothing like. It's not the team that has the coolest, you know, hype video. It's not the team that wants it the most. You know, it's not the team that people say it's a team. No, it's a team that plays the best. And so, getting our guys to go perform and play our best, 
uh, is what we're trying to do right now, and I'm sure that's what they're trying to do. So it should be a heck of a ball game. Graham Harrell's from that air raid family. Is it is it air raid or are there just elements of it that he uses? Yeah, I think I think Coach Harrell's like a lot of the other air raid guys who's really embraced the run game and really embraced the run RPO game. They have a dynamic quarterback in Hudson Card who can who can really hurt you with his feet. I mean, you've been yeah. aware of for years. Yeah, you know, offered and recruited Hudson in high school. He, he he's a Division One wide receiver if he wanted to, do. and so. Um, you know, they, they, they have dynamic wide receiver and Burks, but they have a lot of talent. Uh, so, the, so they'll run the football. And, um, uh, but when it's all said and done, their ability to drop back and throw it is what, uh, is what will make this a great game. One more question before we go to our last break. John in our chat room says, Coach, you guys are running some belly options, some other different option looks. How have the rule changes that don't allow you to cut block on the perimeter change how you call those? Yeah, it makes it, it – makes it, uh, it makes it devast- it was devastating to that game. You know, um, there's plays where the fullback's coming inside out for the Mike linebacker, and you know if that was if that was uh, if that was Corey Schlesinger he had to cut him down, and the yeah. and the ball would have been out for 80. And now we're fighting to get outside leverage. Even even in four minute last week, you know we we came around on a double option, and um, Borgesher ran up and hit the safety, and the safety came over the top and, and knocked Heinrich out of bounds with about four minutes left. That, that would have been an 80-yard touchdown five years ago when you could cut down the field. So um, the rules have made it difficult in, in those areas. But, um, you know, we're getting – when we do run the options, we don't run a ton, but when we do get them, we're getting good production. Uh, we're hoping that it makes the defense have to defend something else, but the rules have hurt it. Did you face Navy when you were at Temple? I did, yeah. Because they still run a lot of that. Yeah, you know, we faced Army, we faced Navy. But e- even if you look at those teams, uh, Navy, was, Navy was a juggernaut. Uh, until about four or five years ago, and, and uh, really hasn't 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 had a winning season since they changed the rules. Air Force has always been kind of you know in between. Um, uh, Army has abandoned the triple option. Yeah. Liberty does some, and so as we studied Liberty when it was on TV up here, um, you know they, they they get some real mileage out of their double options. So we're we're trying to find good ways to do those things. Uh, it was fun to have Heinrich have a long run on the option. It was fun to see the option pass. So we'll continue to try to implement those. Um, could be cold and rainy on Saturday, so we might need we might need them as we get out there. Folks, buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Work a break in, get some final few thoughts from the coach next. We're back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Just a couple minutes left with the coach. Jerry in Omaha. Coach, I think you have fit in great. Love the, how much of a match you are for Nebraska. Thanks for having such high care level for our players and our students. Great job. There you go. Uh, that was very nice. Thank you. You can hang that one up on your door. You can see that when you walk in. Ken in Fullerton says, uh, can you comment on the play Omar Brown made in the game the other day against Northwestern? Assuming uh, that's the uh, play. Down. Yeah, you know, that was, a, that was a nice play by Northwestern. They... Um, they ran a nice counter scheme. Um, our, our two safeties, you know, it didn't quite stack fit and get the ball down. Play got out. Omar put his foot in the ground and ran it down. Um, you know, it held him to a field goal. Later in the game, you know, Malcolm's playing safety, gets moved to corner, gets hit on a double move. Should be a sack. We missed the sack, which is, you know, devastating for a corner to have to hold up for six seconds. Hit the ball down the field. Malcolm runs him down, uh, gets a play down. Both result in uh, field goals. So, uh, the the guys are are so bought into the process of playing hard. They're so bought into not placing blame, not you know not 
you know, the play hits on me and I'm looking, hey, where's my help, yelling at the other guy, which you see a lot, it happens a lot in college football. But just getting it down and playing great red zone defense. And that was a team that scored touchdowns in the red zone 70% of the time. So we knew we were going to have to do a great job. We did. And I'm very grateful to Omar. I'm very grateful to Malcolm for the, the, the effort they gave on those plays. You did a great job in the red zone and on third down defensively. Northwestern was good at both those. Yeah, that, that, was, that was what was keeping them in games and or helping them win games. And, and uh, the guys really stepped up. Last question for you, Coach. Do you think we'll see some more interceptions as we come down the stretch of this season? <laughs> I, can't so. predict, I can't predict that. I sure hope so. Um, you know, the good news is a lot of balls, the quarterback wasn't able to get off. You know, we were, we were running him down, and he was protecting the football. But as I said earlier, uh, while we have to protect the ball better on offense and we have to protect the ball better on special teams, we also have to take the ball away on defense and we have to take the ball away on special teams. I've always looked at it like takeaways are a result of playmakers. I mean, playmakers go and they get the ball. They pick the ball off. They tip the ball. They sack fumble the ball. They scoop and score the ball. So uh, we have an aggressive defense. Um, we should create turnovers with our defense. I'm looking for the guys as they get more confident, as they take a next step going into the second half, as now we're in the second half of the season, to pick that ball. We had lots of opportunities. Could have had a pick six to answer our interception right off the bat. And... Uh, you know, Tommy wanted it back. Phelan wanted it back later. Uh, we're gonna have to make those plays if we wanna if we wanna win games. You know, each and every week. Good luck Saturday. Thank you. There he is, head coach Matt Rural with us here on Sports Audio. Woodhouse Auto Family, your trusted auto partner. Twenty brands, twenty convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms.